0: my friends and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Greenwood and I am super excited to be here uh, with uh, Greg Guanaso. How are you, Greg?
1: I'm doing well, Dr. Greenwood. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you. You know, I was like, I, I almost like went into like public address announcer there, you know, like, and now, <laughs> you know, I just told Greg that I miss so much being the MC for our graduation ceremony where I got to read everybody's name. And um, and, you know, I've told people over the years, I'm like, you know, they they now read everybody's name in, in the big ceremony. And I always say, like, they're probably paying that one guy like, uh, thousands of dollars. And I was like, I can do it. And they're like, no, that guy's super good. I'm like, no, I could do it. And they're like, okay. I'm like, here we go. Okay. Greg, Guanasso. you know what I mean? I got that voice. I can do it. You know, I love it. <laughs> I've, I, I, I'll tell you, I I'm going to go ahead and say this, since uh, since uh, I need I need to go ahead and introduce Greg before we we get into this, but Greg is a 2021 graduate of our program, and he is currently working for uh, an organization that most of you have probably never heard of: uh, the San Francisco <laughs> Giants. <laughs> yeah. uh, world, uh, what what are we what are we now? Four four World Series championships, three.
1: We, we got three since I've been alive. Um, I yeah. think we're up there four. Yeah, I think there was one more
0: before yeah. you. Were, yeah, I don't know, but anyway, um, Greg is a is a, a coordinator of promotions and special events, um, for the Giants. He also has on his resume um another Bay Area championship team, the Golden State Warriors. And you might be thinking to yourself, wait a second, you just said he graduated in two thousand and twenty-one, and that is true he did and yes he's already worked for the golden state warriors and the san francisco giants and so uh super excited to hear all about that greg but um but yeah you know i, I i'll get into this now because i was about to get into the fact that um i you know my dream job my dream like volunteer position whatever you want to call it is to be the PA announcer for like a sports team. And, um, and, and I know I've done it previously. I used to do it in high school back in, uh, back in my, uh, when, when we were, you know, when I was helping out with high school sports and stuff, and I just absolutely love it. And, um, and, and somehow no one's hiring has hired me. So, uh, we got
1: to get you out here. You got the orange (laughs) jacket and everything. Now I think we got to pull some few strings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Well, you know, and, and that was, uh, that was really awesome that I was, um, uh, that I was uh, inducted alongside, um, uh, Dr. Mooney and, um, I, I'm, I'm I'm fouling her name. It's not, what's her full name.
1: I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure.
0: You're not, you don't, you're like, who are you even talking about? I'm sorry. The public address announcer for the, uh, um, for the giants.
1: Um,
0: Renell. Yeah. I I completely got that wrong. What is it again?
1: Rennell Brooks Moon.
0: Rennell Brooks Moon. That's why I messed it up because you're like Mooney. I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) Dr. Renelle Brooks Moon. Yeah, she's a legend and um and yeah, I got inducted uh, into the Junior Giants uh, Hall of Fame alongside her. But enough about me, Greg. Let's get into you, my friend. Um uh, tell us where you're from. I bet you're not from the Bay Area, are you? Uh
1: born and raised in <laughs> San Francisco, San Francisco, San Francisco. I know a lot of people sometimes say they're from San Francisco and they're like 2 hours away from San Francisco. Right. But I'm a third-generation San Francisco, so Born and raised, so definitely grew up both the Warriors and Giants fans. So it's been a really, really cool past year and a half.
0: Oh my goodness, I bet. And um, and I love that. You're you're a city, you're a city kid. Uh that's so that's so great. Um, and uh wow, I mean, just a just a dream start to your career. Like where where does it go from here, uh, Greg? Like where, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I'm like you started out when we won the championship, and I was just like, I think I've peaked. Yeah. And, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I'm in the parade with Steph and all of them, and
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I, I don't know how you could top that unless the Giants start pumping out some World Series championships. Well, there like, there you go, them. there you go.
0: Yeah, they're 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 going to be there. Uh They're going to be there soon. I'm I'm sure of that now, especially now that you're that you're fully on board there. Exactly. So. Me
1: and Cal Poly alum Mitch Hanniger that we just signed this year. So.
0: Oh, you did. That's right. I did see that. That's yeah. right. That's awesome. So wow. We're,
1: that's, we're that's infiltrating that's cool. Oracle Park slowly.
0: That's right. I love it. That's so cool. So growing up in the city, tell us what that was like. What did your folks do like uh, uh, and all that?
1: Yeah. So my mom um, moved out here from New Jersey when she was like 19 or 20. Uh, she she was like following the Grateful Dead. And then her and my dad met. And they've been together ever since. But um, when I was a kid, she's been with the same company, Shorenstein, for the last 37 years. So loyal to them. Uh, She's a vice president, corporate secretary uh, for them. So she's been doing that my whole life. Um,
0: My
1: my dad, uh, when I was growing up, owned a subway in downtown San Francisco. So he did that. And he was also very heavily involved as a coach with... Me and both my siblings. So every day after work, he, he was either coaching me or one of them. So right. he, he, he had a lot of work on his plate, but um he got rid of that right before the pandemic and is now um a food su- a food service supervisor at the hospital. So oh
0: right on. And uh wow, that must have been super cool as a kid growing up because you're like, Come on, buddy, come on, buddies, come it's, on down, let's grab a subway.
1: Exactly. I, I was a kid showing up to class or camps and I had the subway sandwich, and after Every one of my summer camps, my dad would hook up the summer counselors and bring in like some boxes of Subway sandwiches. They would always look forward to that. But definitely okay. a food I grew up on in that um that Subway store on campus at Cal Poly, I definitely yeah. was very familiar with. So
0: I bet. I bet. That's so cool. And I, I knew you had told me at some point. Um I, I knew that there was a, a dead, uh, grateful dad connection. Cause you know I'm an old deadhead. Oh, I uh, I, um, I, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, just special place in my heart. So I, I love that. I, 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 but I, you had not told me that, that your mom had, had followed the Grateful Dead out here. And so yeah. that's, uh, that's really cool. What a yeah, great that's, story. Uh, and my
1: dad, yeah. man, both, both deadheads.
0: Right, that's really cool. So you, you mentioned sports, um, and obviously you're working in sports. So you know we're very the lead here. Of course you, uh, uh, you were into sports growing up, of course. But what else was uh, what else was young Greg into?
1: Yeah, I mean, depending on who you ask, <laughs> um, I, I was a handful, uh, in classes. Uh, definitely the one to raise my hand and share my thoughts, um. Uh-huh. Definitely opinionated. I, I was an extrovert, but yeah, uh-huh. definitely the kid that was overly involved in sports. Every day of the week, I was signed up doing something, whether baseball, basketball, uh-huh. flag, football, soccer. I was doing karate and swimming at the time. No um, way. My, my parents had me involved in like literally everything. So, lunch and pee were my favorite subjects. You literally hand me a bowl and I go entertain myself. I I'd go out to parks on the weekend and literally invite myself into pickup games with kids who were like older than me that I had no idea who they were, but like a ball can bring kids together. So
0: together. Exactly. It it
1: does. So like my mom would, we have a park about like three blocks away from my house and my brother about five years older than me. So she'd bring him down to the playground in the stroller. I was a bit too old for the playground at the time. I'd go to the basketball court or the baseball field and tag along with some other family who (laughs) was playing sports out there and literally just invite myself in. So I was definitely an extroverted kid that obsessed with sports to say the least.
0: I got you. And I, and I'm sorry, I forgot to ask about siblings. So uh, one, one brother,
1: one brother and one sister. My brother Mm -hmm. is five years younger than me. He is a freshman now at Chico. So he's going through the whole he went. Get he his, went the um, other way. You went south, and yeah, he, he went north. Exactly. He went to Chico. Um, he's a comms major, and we've had him back home the last couple of weeks for um the break, which has been really cool. And my sister um just graduated from Gonzaga last year, oh, right and on. um she she was a Division one rower up there, which is pretty cool. And um currently has just got finished applying for her masters for occupational therapy, oh. and um. She actually, right before this um, phone call, had called up and she got admitted to Eastern Washington for um, her master. So she was pretty pumped about that, and we're excited for her. So
0: right on, that She's is killing awesome, it. She's killing wow. it, killing it, sis. I love it. That's yeah. so great. That's so great. And I love, and I love that you shared that with us too. That shows that you that you love your sis and your. Oh, yeah. You're you're a big a a big supporter of her, and I just love that. You know, with having two kids and having them, you know, most of the time they're pretty good with each other. But you know, whenever they fight, I'm like, you know, don't fight. It's better to support each other. There's enough people out there that that we might want to fight with, uh, not our not our brothers and sisters. You know, not our
1: brothers. Yeah, I mean, grown grown ups different. It's yeah, who gets the remote the fastest, but definitely yeah. as you get older, um, exactly. you appreciate them and the things you all went through
0: exactly so let's talk about um let's talk about your path to to Cal Poly Greg um you know obviously um in in being in the city and 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 Cal Poly it being relatively close um you know we 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 obviously get a lot of a lot of students from the bay area um but uh you know everybody has their own story about how they know about cal poly and um and so i'm i'm curious about yours what's your story
1: yeah i i actually had no idea about cal poly until oh. like literally maybe like a week before the deadline of applying i was very much afraid to go to college at the time it was my first time like really looking out of the city i was super comfortable staying here i had applied to usf a bunch of local kind of private schools and like my thought process was i wanted i I made the excuse being like oh no like i i want to stay in a city i want to be in a city but it was really i i I was afraid to leave home but um as i started learning about like how expensive private schools are and stuff like that (laughs) I, i started looking at state schools and like cal poly stuck out knew that there was the sport management concentration, which obviously like was a good appeal. But, um, when I was accepted and I stepped foot on campus, I mean, you, you get that feeling right away when you know something's right. And you know, you're comfortable in the place. Yeah. You, I had that feeling leaving campus and I was confident and comfortable and saying, I'm a Cal Poly Mustang, let's send in <laughs> the approval process and oh, all that. But, um, it, it was one of the best decisions I made because, um, just my time there. We're just grateful for all the experiences and memories and people that you meet. And, uh, it, it, it was one of the better decisions to leave home and I'm glad I did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And, um, and you know, it, it's really, it's really funny for me to, to hear that from you because, you know, I, I know, I know you as this like gregarious guy who's like, um, uh, you know, seemingly not afraid of anything, but I think it's important, um, for others to hear that too, uh, Greg, that, you know, Hey, we might be gregarious. We might be like fun loving and seem like that on the outside, but we've, we've often often, most people have fear (laughs) in one one way or another. right? So I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us. And um, you know, you you talked about those those memories and those friendships. And th- that's one of the things that I like to to discuss on here. Is is uh, is is there a story that sticks out or a memory that sticks out from your time? And and obviously you're you're recently graduated, and so uh, it's not that long ago. But uh, is there something that really sticks out that you'll that you think back and you're like, oh man, I'll never forget. That. yeah uh,
1: I mean for sure it's just like the sense of community that you create in college I mean you think you have you, you do have friend high school friends and obviously childhood friends but you get to college and it's really your first time living on your own and everybody else is in the same boat as you so it's like you make friends and you're essentially you don't realize it but you're growing up together and you're making like lifelong memories and you're learning essentially life together and the do's and don'ts and there's fun memories involved in that but definitely like the sense of community and friends that I was able to make mm-hmm. um a group of friends that I made my freshman year we became roommates and very close and I was roommates with them for the next 3 years and we're, we're pretty close and just like being around people 24/7 every day y- you obviously get familiar and be able to basically become best friends with them and it, it, it's more than a friendship it's almost like you become family with them and th- those guys will forever be like my lifelong friends and be involved in my life for the, the rest of my life be the best men at my wedding so definitely like the the memories and and the people you make and the sense of community that you're able to kind of get from just living where you're you're placed freshman year I mean I I went completely right. random with my roommates. And even though I didn't stick with my freshman year roommates, I made friends with guys who were in the same dorm as me. And it's just like, I can't imagine life without those guys, right? So it's like people you meet freshman year and you're able to kind of go through the whole college experience together. And it's like, you obviously graduate and stay in touch and we're still super close and communicate weekly, daily. Um, but, but nothing beats like waking up in the same household as them. It's like, you're never going to get that back for four years straight, waking up with the same guys and going to class, going out to restaurants, bars, whatever, um, watching the games together. Um, it, it can't be duplicated. Everybody's obviously on a different schedule now. So definitely appreciate when everybody's able to get together and be together yeah. in the same spot.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that. You brought back like so many memories for me too, of of my, of my crew. And, them, and so it's, it's just, uh, that's just so great to hear. Let's talk about the professional development side. You know, obviously Cal Poly embraces the learn by doing, um, motto and, and, um, you know, it becomes a, it, 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 hopefully the the goal is that it 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 becomes embedded in who you are, right during your time at at Cal Poly that's what that's what we want. And so I wonder if you can um highlight like one um uh you know, one professional development opportunity that you that you got to got to do that that you look back and you're like, wow, that really propelled me
1: yeah um the the learn by doing model is huge. I, I felt like I used that in a lot of my Interviews with teams and definitely a great resume builder. Even like you you don't realize even the coursework that you're doing and the tasks that you're assigned after four years of doing hands on experience within campus projects, community projects, what have you. It's like all of a sudden you look at your resume, you have five, six, seven events that you helped plan and execute. And it becomes natural when you're talking to somebody during interviews. It's like, yeah, I do have experience. And um, even during the pandemic, I mean, two years, um, where people were basically not doing anything, we still were able to kind of somewhat have that learned by doing model where we were still working virtually doing internships. And at yeah. the time it was kind of like, wait, h- how are we going to do an internship virtually Dr. Greenwood? Well, that that doesn't sound like right. we're yeah. able to work 40 hours a week from home. Like how does that happen? And now it's become kind of the norm where people are Working from home for 40 hours a week. And it's something that's just like embedded into society now. And it's like we were able to, like, as soon as the pandemic hit, we kind of didn't miss a beat and continue to be able to work with our different partners and be able to find internships. So I, I think the whole learn by doing motto is huge and just building a resume and developing experiences that you could naturally and comfortably talk about.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, we 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 talked about uh y- you know your your two positions, right, with these these two major sports yeah. uh, uh professional sport teams, but um our, our current students like to hear about like your your internship and what your final internship was and how you got it and that sort of thing and mm-hmm. um obviously as you just discussed yours was you know yours was a little different because mm-hmm. you were you know, you were finishing up during the midst of a global pandemic. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I wonder if you can, can you reflect on, uh, reflect on that a little bit more, put it into context of what you did and that sort of thing. Now, I know you also were, uh, when we got on, I was like, I, I, I uh, I razzed Greg a little bit as the hype man. Cause he was, uh, he, uh, for, uh, T- uh over 2 years uh with the giants he served as a g team member yeah. which is uh essentially like being a hype a hype person yep. right and so yep. uh uh so i know that was probably uh that was that, that what an experience that was um uh as well i bet but uh yeah. so touch on the either either or um either or f- uh, for those those two experiences
1: yeah um for for the g team that's kind of funny because I actually applied for that job because you recommended me go to the EIM uh, career fair. And I was like, okay, I'll go check it out. And um, I, I, at the time wasn't involved in like clubs or uh, Greek life or anything. So I was like, okay, I'll go check out, see what kind of summer opportunities there are. And Uh at, the career fair there was the junior giants table i was a little familiar with the junior giants being from san francisco and okay. i had friends who had like participated in it and i got a flyer went home and checked out the website but on the website there was a p- summer job for the what actual giants like i'll i'll apply for that yeah, um i love I applied, it i got the job stuck with it for 2 years but yeah was able to develop professional connections within the organization um from like basically my freshman year that people who are still within the organization that kind of helped me get my foot in the door. And then after the pandemic, kind of revisit that and being comfortable knowing people within the organization that I could reach out to. So Mm -hmm. that EIM career fair is definitely beneficial in helping me get that. But that that was a really fun summer job being able to get out there and throw t-shirts, um, help execute events and whatnot. Um, Oh man, a thousand people screaming at you. It felt like I was a rock star at times, but
0: I bet. I mean, growing up a fan and then growing up living in the city, and then to be able to go to the ballpark and know you're going to be a, the person like running around doing <laughs> all that, man, that just must have been that, oh, must yeah, have been just a dream.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't shy, um, hyping up the crowd at all, but it, it, it's fun to go back and forth with people. I used to, when I, when I was at games as a kid, I used to get kind of mad at those people because they be- make you beg for a t-shirt and then they don't throw it to you and i was <laughs> like yeah. I became one of them you're on the
0: other side exactly i
1: understand side. why they hold on to that t-shirt for a little too long
0: <laughs> exactly and and realize there's like uh 40,000 30,000 people <laughs> yeah exactly like everybody's yelling for a t-shirt exactly you don't have there, unfortunately, there's not a t shirt gun that uh shoots 20,000 at a yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, they, they haven't
1: invented one of those yet.
0: Yeah,
1: that was a really cool um experience within my first couple of years at Cal Poly that I did, and then obviously the internship um during the pandemic was interesting trying to find people who were willing at the time to allow you to work virtually. And I was fortunate that one of my neighbors, um, her family owned a winery. And um, they had a connection with um, a lady who kind of ran her own business that oversaw multiple wineries. And she wow. was able to take me on board as a mar- marketing intern for her. So I kind of oversaw a bunch of different social media accounts for different Napa wineries. I helped out with content creation, the account postings, reviewed account engagement. And um, they they sent me out a bunch of wine to kind of help with like product. Photography, but that actually helped me find a passion in photography that I didn't even know I had during the pandemic. And I was able to start taking photography uh, photos of um, those different wines and kind of creating content for the different social media accounts. And then that obviously then turned into me coming back to San Francisco and doing street photography, urban photography, landscape photography. And it's just something that I do on my free time now that like helps me stay creative and um, it, it it was kind of something that I didn't even know I was interested in until it kind of hit me in the face. So
0: that's so cool. I love, I love hearing that, um, Greg, that that's really wild. And, you know, I come from a photography background. My, my dad had a photographic studio growing up and, face. um, um, I, I kind of was in the, a little bit the same, but my mind's like way, like I never got into to it as much as you, M- mine was more like, you know, once you get a phone and you realize, oh I, hey, we're, we're all kind of amateur photography. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But, uh, but I love hearing that you kind of took it to, to took it to that next level. And um, I never did because uh I asked my dad for a camera uh every year for like 10 years and he never gave me one. And so <laughs> I, I kind of was like uh, eventually got to the like, uh, well, I guess he doesn't want me to be a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want me to follow in the footsteps I guess (laughs) but um so let's talk about um let's talk about after the internship and I want to obviously I want to get into um your your master's program right that's that 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 you're uh that you're still in you're finishing yeah you're you're due I thought that was right I thought you were due to graduate in May so um so tell us about you know um you know, cause you've been in the classes with me and, and obviously you, you've taken that step, right. Mm-hmm. But, um, but some of our listeners, uh, might not realize that, um, you know, it's very hard to get anywhere in the sport world without a master's degree, yeah. um, whether it's be, whether it's intercollegiate athletics or, or professional sports, um. You know, you're just gonna you're gonna hit a glass ceiling pretty quickly if you don't have a master's degree. And you know, you you saw that really quickly and um and and um, enrolled in a program um right away. And um I'm really proud of you for that. And um just wanna say kudos. But uh talk to us about that process and how that went about and what your master's program's been like.
1: Yeah, no, when I was applying, that was always kind of a goal in the back of my head um, that I knew I wanted to pursue a master's after um, Cal Poly. But during like as I've experienced the program, just the relationships and networking that you're able to build through a master's program is really insane. Um, My time with the Warriors a bunch of people came from the USF master's program. My time with the Giants, a lot of people in the front office um, have their master's and a bunch of them are from USF as well. So you're able to develop connections with people. And when they see that you have that USF name on your resume, they're able to kind of relate and they know what you're learning. They know what you're going through. They're able to kind of put themselves in your shoes and then you kind of just are able to, network and develop a professional relationship with people. So um, I would say like school is school and you're going to learn things wherever you go. But um, taking that next step, it kind of puts you into a club where you're able to utilize resources around the industry and it kind of gives you that foot in the door. Um, I, I would say from my point of view, like getting your foot in the door, you don't necessarily need a master's and it's more about building up your experience, but definitely five, 10, 15 years down the road, if you're looking to progress in your field, um, having that master's uh, definitely looks like it it's propelling people to those higher jobs, yeah. but um, yeah, that's been my experience so far and it, it's been great.
0: I love it. And I, I, you know, I, uh, as an educator, I, um, you know, I have to be a little bit cautious about saying things like this, but, um, I, I I totally agree with you when I, when I look at, when I look at at sport management graduate programs and, um, and and even, even MBA programs that are, that are sport related, um, Yes, the knowledge is key. Yes, the schooling is important, but the 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 network and the connections, I mean almost every one of the graduate programs in sport management that you see, that's what they tout. You know, they wow. tout like, hey, um this is going to help you with the connections and um and it, it 100% is the case and so I love hearing you say that and I think it's um I think it's it's a it's a it's it's incredibly valuable and and like i said proud of you for jumping into it right away and and getting um and 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 getting that so let's talk about uh the warriors uh you know uh not many people, their first, uh, first job, they end up with a ring. Um, but, uh, you're another one. You're the second, second one of our students that I get to talk to that, uh, that, that got a ring and is, uh, in the first or second year. And, uh, so talk to us first about how you got the, the job as, as, uh, in guest experience and talk to us about what that ride was like. I mean, wow.
1: Yeah. No, the the playoff run and the championship run definitely made it a lot easier to show up every day. I mean, Chase Center is electric in itself, just being a new part of San Francisco. But when you throw the greatest show on earth in it and you got Steph Curry throwing up threes from half court and winning championships, the place is just insane every single night. But um, you I, saw I, that I,
0: one, you saw that one last night. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the, the skill and
1: the half court shot—nothing but net. It's just, he makes it look so. Yeah. He, and just being exposed that it's like, yeah, you take it for granted sometimes going to work and it's like here he is on the court pregame and it's just like he's not touching the rim. And you go out to a park yourself and like you can't hit like five shots in a row and it's just like how did he hit like five shots in a row from half court? it yeah. just makes things look so easy. But he's a, he's a great guy. Um. But yeah i started off as a guest experience representative i was able to kind of leverage that usf connection and be put in contact with people within the warriors organization they kind of started me off at in an entry-level position game day staff essentially and it kind of just open i use that as a way to kind of open my eyes to the rest of the organization because i was working pretty closely with whether it's the marketing team the um, j- j- just a- any department really. We're working hand in hand with their events team, um, basically the-, the the whole organization. So, showing right. up on game days, um, they kind of had me working in back of house with the players' families and friends, which was a really cool experience. Oh wow! I was able- awesome. Yeah, I was able to kind of work hand in hand with them for a couple months and just kind of like make sure they had everything they needed provided first-class service obviously but um the so back of baby, house experience.
0: babysitting draymond's kid and
1: stuff well, well draymond's kid came uh draymond jr i i definitely saw him a couple times cannon running yeah. around back there and stuff but it, it, it's really cool to kind of you're doing your job but at the same time it's parts of a game day experience that people don't really get to see
0: yeah and even yeah.
1: though it's like a You're not, I wasn't essentially working in the front office, I was still part of a pretty cool part of the organization. So that's where I kind of started off within the organization. And then I was fortunate within three months, they promoted me to a guest experience supervisor. Yeah, where I then oversaw multiple um guest experience representatives and just made sure that like I was briefing them correctly, I was their point of contact on game days, making sure that if anything were to go wrong with fans or Right, uh, but not That I was the one that they would basically call up to come over and help, but um, just basically, our goal was to facilitate first class environment for game days, concerts. Um, yeah. we hosted March Madness. I, I remember reaching out to you when we had Coach K in the house for a little bit, yeah. Um, and Chase Center just has become like a destination for events these days, so definitely. Game days were cool, but even like concerts and non-game day events were pretty fun to help execute. And it helped me build up my resume to then kind of transfer over and say I have that experience within events and help me find my passion and confirm that I want a career in events, which events are crazy, but, but I love it.
0: I love it. I love it. And you've got that personality for it. And, um, let's talk about the, the position now, um, with, with the Giants. So you're serving as a coordinator for promotions and special events. And, um, and uh, very exciting, I, I know for you because you'll be you'll be graduating in in the spring, and um and it's uh it's a, f- a full time position, right? You're, yeah. you're, uh And uh, and you know, I, I imagine that's pretty awesome for a kid, not only for a kid who grew up in the city, grew up a Giants fan, but served for two years on the G team, right? Yep. Yeah now is like a full-time employee so yep. i wonder if you have some people when you walk in as like a professional where they're like doing a double take like hey wait where where's the t-shirt gun <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well
1: on my placard by my um on my desk it says greg would rookie season 2018 and people are like 2000 like you've been with the organization since 2018 i didn't know you were with the organization in yeah. Was like yeah i was actually on i wasn't in the office i was on g team yeah. but they, they put rookie year 2018 which is pretty cool to have it makes me look like i've been doing it for a lot that's longer than so i had cool. been but yeah
0: um, that's so cool they like do a double take like how old yeah, are you, you know, man yeah 2018 <laughs> oh uh, yeah
1: i wasn't doing this role but yeah right. the organization
0: That's awesome. Um, So, So tell us what you're doing. And, um, you know, I, I think it's so cool because, uh, you know, the, the modern ballparks aren't like the ballparks of, of my growing up, right. Where it was like, you know, they were, they were, a lot of them were, were single sport, you know, especially, yeah. especially baseball parks. They weren't really doing a whole lot else. And, and, you know, in the modern era, we realized that that was a pretty poor model. I mean, or- Oracle Park is not just for baseball. It's for all uh, uh, you guys are doing like amazing yeah. things all year round. So talk about what it, what it's been like and and what you do on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah, so my my department is mainly oversees all of our promotional days. So anything we give out at the gates, from bobbleheads to wearables, to li- literally anything that you're coming in and receiving at the gate, yeah, that's that's our ideation. And then the okay. theme day that goes behind that, that's our de- our ideation as well. And then we also have the special event program, which allows us to kind of Leverage different pop culture nights that you may see throughout the season, whether it's like a Star Wars night or Hello Kitty night or different um, heritage or awareness nights that we hold. Um, That's also through us. And then also a really fun part of the job is being able to get our hands on with our different ceremony days. So whether we're holding a reunion or last season, we held a Jersey retirement which was the second one we've done at the ballpark for um will Clark and the one before that was Barry. So we we've only done two, and I was able to be a part of the second one. And then we did our 2012 reunion last year as well. And that was really our first World Series reunion because 2020 was our would have been our 2010 reunion and there was a pandemic. so we weren't mm-hmm. able to host that. So um from promotional days to special event days to ceremony days, we're kind of, the hands-on team with that, yeah. but um yeah, a, a typical day in the life, I guess, is when when I get to the ballpark, uh, events are crazy, so just making sure we have the product there on time, making sure that there's proper staff put in place, making sure that the the entertainment is coordinated for the night, and that the people who are going to be out on the field or in the plaza um have instruction and know what time to get there, and then serving as the point of contact for that. But um, during the season, I would say we're extremely reactive as like Uh a a homestand is like seven days in a row. And if we have everything every single day, we only have like four days in between homestands to kind of prepare and execute for the next um, for the next homestand. So this season, we were extremely reactive with that. And now going to my first offseason with the team, it's been really cool to kind of brainstorm and ideate what those promotional items are going to be who we're going to give the bobbleheads out to Uh who the player is going to be um getting able to kind of like mock up and render those bobbleheads and make Mm -hmm. sure it does look like the player um, right a really cool experience and definitely fun but also has opened my eyes to how early some of those things need to be done have to be planned yeah Yeah, like some of our bobblehead orders were placed before the break um just making sure that we and accommodate um that everything shows up on time um i'm learning how the stuff overseas works and working with different vendors which is a lot of moving pieces to putting (laughs) on a promo and an event day and we getting ready to announce what we have this season to the public at our fan fest so um Uh that's coming up within the next month so we're gearing up and getting our website making sure the images are all uploaded, the right. special events descriptions, um and all that kind of fun stuff is what I've been uh waist high in recently. So it's <laughs> it's a lot, but it's it extremely fun. I feel like I'm a creative person and have always enjoyed that part of sport I was gonna so say long. I bet you're really loving that, huh? Yeah. So I it, it's stressful at times like meeting deadlines and as anybody in the vet industry knows, like how how crazy event days are, right. um, and, and it sometimes takes away from being able to enjoy it in the moment. But like going home and watching the playback of Will Clark giving his speech and how that whole day went, it, you're able to enjoy it afterwards. Oh, um, like that! But 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 it's been it's been a blast. I'm I'm glad I'm at where I'm at. Obviously, like growing up a Giants fan, yeah. um, it was like a lifelong dream to work with the team and just being able to combine that with a passion I already have and know that I'm in a department that I'm passionate about. It's like, I'm not waking up every day and working for the Giants just because I want to work for the Giants. I'm in a department that I love and, um, that you train for, yeah, exactly.
0: for and exactly. for. So yeah.
1: it, it's been a goal of mine and the yeah. stars just somehow aligned and I was able to yeah. continue my path into something that I'm passionate about. So yeah. Well
0: I I love it and I um I I just I want to I want to say don't don't ever take it for granted that yeah. you're uh you're going to work and your office is Oracle mm-hmm. Park you know I mean I like uh I think about like I don't know if you remember but um uh on the on the RPTA 160 the intro to sport management at the bottom I put these these could be your offices and yeah. uh, this could be your office, you know, yeah. and, um, and that really is it's a, it's yeah. a crazy dream come true to be able to like, and obviously you're not like, you know, you're not in the C-suite where you're like looking out over the ballpark. Yeah working <laughs> yeah but, but walking out to the ballpark and being able to walk freely in the ballpark and i just know like whenever i go up there for games or special events or whatever just seeing the just seeing the people in their black or their orange you know with their badge and like just scanning it and walking in even for someone you know my age and and um you know doing what i love to do i look at that and i'm like man that is so awesome that's yeah. got to be such a great feeling you know and uh, and I look at some of them and I'm like, I can kind of tell they're taking it for granted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, I
1: know,
0: I know you won't. I know you won't.
1: Definitely uh-huh. not. I, I grew up going to a bunch of games. My my dad had or has season tickets. So um
0: oh he still does?
1: Yeah, he still does. So oh, that's
0: um, so cool. So I, you I go can sit in our go go to sometimes. See him?
1: Yeah, yeah so I go sit in our seats sometimes and with yeah. my laptop and go do work. So um uh-huh. it, it's really cool, like full circle moment, like my dad. Kind of instilled that fandom into me. We used to go to games together, and now it's like That's so I, cool. I'll send them a text. Hey, I'm working from the seats today.
0: Uh-huh. That is it so is cool. cool. Does it, did, you, uh, did you shoot him a T-shirt when you had the gun? Uh, no, ever?
1: no I, I would try. I, I would try. Yeah, I you knew, you knew it that way. What? I, yeah. I, I would definitely take aim at him. I don't think he ever got one from me, but <laughs> definitely take aim from it.
0: Oh man! At least he knew you were trying. I love, it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, well, Greg, you know it's been so great talking to you, and I, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, uh, the last thing I'll ask you is, um, and and you know this is an interesting one because you're only a couple of years out, not even really. I mean, um, think about like what you would have uh, told your your junior self if you could go back in time and give your junior self some. Uh, some advice. What what would it be?
1: Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, I think I would have told myself to just just focus on yourself. Like, focus on where you're at. Focus on the task at hand in front of you. And if you're doing a good job at that, the right people will take notice. Um, I think yeah. it's easy in today's world, especially with social media, mm-hmm. to get caught up in what others are doing and comparing yourself to other people's lives and yeah. seeing everybody else's highlight reel. But yeah. really, what I've learned is if you're doing a good job at what you're supposed to be doing and you're making someone else's life easier by doing your job, the the right people take notice and it doesn't go unnoticed. So that would be my advice to my younger self. And also I think when I I was at Cal Poly, I didn't realize how powerful a student email address is. Like seriously emailing and networking out of that calpoly.edu. I mean, I started doing it with, the USF email account. I wasn't too in touch with my Cal Poly email account, but it it gets you a lot of places. It gets you to talk to a lot of people that you would not think would have the chance to talk to. So utilizing that .edu email address, firing off an email to informational email to somebody and saying, hey, can I get 10 minutes of your time to speak Uh to you? They're more likely to respond to somebody with a .edu email address than somebody who may be working at T-Mobile and now wants to <laughs> right. work with the team. Right. Not um, that
0: there's necessarily anything wrong with working yeah, at T-Mobile. Exactly, exactly. But it's a powerful, I get you. And, and no one's ever given that advice, Greg. And I think that's such great Powerful advice, and it's actually something I have never thought about. And yeah. uh, I am so glad you said it because I'm going to use that, Greg. Boom, use it. Yeah, no, seriously. Use it? <laughs> yeah,
1: seriously. Like the, I'm always the, looking
0: for good advice to give to our students. Yeah, so that's
1: go great. for it. I mean, the, the, the conversations I've been able to have just based out of an right. informational email, it's like shoot off the email. My boss, literally, that's how I got introduced to him. I, I started off with the informational interview. Uh-huh. through my um, through my USF account. And um, one thing led to another. I started bugging him, staying in touch, uh-huh. telling him I was going to, hey, if you need a volunteer, let me know. huh. volunteered at a couple events. And then um, he knew I, who I was. By the time a position opened, I reached out and said, hey, just want to let you know I applied. Uh-huh. And by that time, he already knew what kind of quality person he was going to get. So right. it definitely helps in networking and
0: such great Talking advice.
1: To people that you don't think you'd be able to talk to for sure
0: such great advice i love that i absolutely love it well that is so great um thank you so much greg for taking the time i hope you are marching in another parade soon my friend um and uh just can't thank you enough for for taking the time today
1: thanks for having me dr greenwood
0: all right see ya
1: bye
0: later